Welcome to The Lifeline, a production of Simply DJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, inspire, and to empower our audience by speaking life and adding value to their day. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and TikTok, to like us on Instagram and Twitter, and to subscribe to us on YouTube. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. I trust that you were well, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. I'm your host, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. The purpose of The Lifeline is to speak life, to add value to your day, and to tackle real-life issues with a practical yet a spiritual approach. You can visit us at www.simplybje.com and on social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So let's talk. May was Mental Health Awareness Month, and for the entire month, we focused on mental health during our podcast. And this month, which is June, is Men's Health Awareness Month. And very often, when we talk about men's health, we think about prostate cancer exclusively, which is definitely a worthy concern, but there are a lot more issues worth considering in regards to men's health. And so today, as we begin our conversation, first of all, good morning, Mr. Compton. Good morning, Mr. Ashton. How are you today? Doing well. Good morning. Good morning. Doing well. How are you? I am well. I'm actually amped. I had a great conversation recently um, on mental health with two counselors and a pastor, and it was just incredible. So I'm kind of amped. That's okay. amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So let's dive into this conversation. Today, as we begin our conversation about connecting the dots between mental health and men's health, let me begin with this question from your perspective. Is there a link between mental health and men's health? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, the word health is in both mental uh, health as well as uh, men's health. So, of course, there is a connection. And I believe that um, as one's mental health is in good condition um, and intact, I think it uh, it is connected and um, just their, their, their health, right, their physical health, mm-hmm. their emotional health. Um, their spiritual health will be um, intact as well. So I definitely believe that there is a connection. Um, and then also, even in terms of, you know, just mentally, um, when you're thinking more positive and you're um, in a good space mentally, uh, you know, you tend to want to, like, let that trickle down to the other areas of your health. So, you know, you want to exercise, right? You want to uh, be moving and you want to eat good and you want to, you know, just take care of yourself because your your mental is clear, mm-hmm. you're in a good space. Um, you can think clearly, right? Um, and so, I definitely believe that there is a direct correlation between uh, the men's mental health and a and a man's health. Good yes, job. yes. Like I said, the word health, you know, it's in mental health and it's in you know physical health. Um, like 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 he was just talking about, one thing connects to the other. Um, you can't be well on the outside if you're not well on the inside first. Great point. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, when we think about mental health, we think about, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things are mental health topics. And if you can't address those things first, then you can't address the physical needs of it, of whatever it is that you're trying to get to. So I think it's very important to address and prioritize mental health alongside physical health. That's good. I, I, in, the, in the conversation I recently had with the licensed professional counselor and the licensed clinical professional counselor, um, you know, when we think about mental health and the effect on the body, we often think about heart attacks, 
uh, osteosclerosis, which is the hardening of the arteries, strokes. Um, but she brought up about cancer. Mm-hmm. And so really what cancer is, it's a, it, is a, it is a dying of cells mm-hmm. um, or corrosion of cells. And so you think about when you, and I just thought about this, of course I'm not a medical doctor, have no desire to be one, um, <laughs> but when you think about when you, and when you harbor negative emotions, negative feelings or things that are stressing you out, it becomes toxin to your body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so your body internalizes that toxin and it produces it. I think it has an adverse effect on your, uh, what is it called? Your endocrine system, which is the part of your body that produces hormones. Yep. So instead of your body producing healthy hormones, they become distorted, which can cause cancers. That's just my, you know, just yeah, as no. a novice practitioner. <laughs> yes. um, just, just thinking. It's almost Absolutely. like a domino effect. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I look at that in the same way when we're talking about mental health, right? Go back to that direct correlation. Um, it, they all work together. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if you, if one area is 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 out of whack and you're feeling off, um, you're unbalanced, um, and you don't have you know clear thinking, um, it is going to affect all these other things. And you mentioned a lot of physical um, conditions that can happen: heart attack, stroke, um, clogged arteries, like all these things. But um, Ashton, you touched on a good point when you talked about just the trauma and the stress and all these other things that you can't really like see. Yes, um, but they can have effects on your body tremendously. You know. Yes. What I really, just as you were talking, I thought about this also. So if you know our body, um, certain functions of our body, a lot of our bodily functions are like on autopilot. Mm-hmm. They function, you know, on their own. And I think when our mind is cluttered with unnecessary baggage, then it takes brain energy away from those parts of our brain that are supposed to help our body function, you know, automatically. And so it kind of hinders the process. Mm. Just a thought. You know, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm Listen, just, I agree. I'm yeah, just, you know, I definitely agree. As they say, I'm pontificating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was doing some research, and here are a few factors from uh, the Northwest Primary Care. And they said that a men's lifespan is typically five years shorter than a woman. It says wow. that men are more likely to drink alcohol in excess, smoke more, and eat more indulgently than women. And, of course, these habits, we already know, cause diabetes or can cause diabetes, high cholesterol, obesity, and other contrib- contributors to shortening lifespan. And it also said that men are two to four times likely to than women to pass away pre- prematurely from unintentional injuries such as homicide or suicide. And also men are more likely to tread the line between safety and danger. You know, men are more risk takers. Absolutely. And so, you know, of course, you know this, Ronnie, because you speed. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, men's, um, that men's car insurance is higher than women's. Um, and that's part of the reason for people like Ronnie who have a, that lead foot. That's good. Um, so, <laughs> so when you Ashton, think I, it wouldn't be him if he didn't throw a little <laughs> bit in the podcast. Oh man! <laughs> so so <laughs> when you <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> 
Right. I got to be concerned for my mental health. <laughs> I'm on the podcast and get bullied. <laughs> oh, Lord. Just jokes, guys. Oh, my gosh. So, seriously, when you when you hear this information, any of these things, what, you know, what do you, what do you think about? What comes to your mind? Um, yeah. Do you find these things surprising, alarming, whatever? You just talk to me. I, I, I don't find it surprising, you know. Societal expectations of masculinity definitely mm. contribute to to that factor of men dying prematurely. You know, as a man, you know, in a society, you, you're expected to take the risk. You're expected to be the toughest, the strongest, you know, the bravest, you know. And um, all that stuff is good, but at the same time, you, you see what's happening on, on, the, on the, the, the end of it. You know, we're yeah. losing our lives a lot earlier than women, you know, and then we don't have the time to, to spend that we necessarily want to with our families. Like, for instance, it definitely played a big part of my life. I lost my father at a young age. He was 34. Wow. And um, um, died of, of heart failure, you know, just, yeah. And, then, you know, stress, I, I definitely believe stress played a big part of that. Wow. You know, I, I, this is probably going to get me some dings or some nasty mail or email, but I think that toxic masculinity is not about what culture has made it about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think toxic masculinity is what you said, the idea that men always have to be risk takers at the risk of their own well-being. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. think that's a part of, of toxic masculinity, not the fact that, well, yeah, I'll stop there. Um, but I, I just think I think that what you just captured in that moment really deals with toxic masculinity, the idea that we have to be the risk taker. You have to keep going. Um, and, of course, those things are contributing to our demise. Absolutely. Yeah. And Ashton knows this. Like, that's why I'm really big when it comes to, like, the boys that we mentor and that we serve um, at the school. It's like I'm big on taking time out to, like, check in with questions like, how's your mental health, right? Mm-hmm. How's your mind? How's your thinking? How's your heart? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times what we continue to produce is this to- toxic masculinity mm-hmm. on our young men and on our young boys, and we basically tell them that they're not supposed to have feelings, right? Yeah. They're not supposed to talk about how they feel because they're soft, right? Yeah. Or that doesn't make them a man or that doesn't make them a, a boy. And... um like you guys said, that a lot of that is causing um, what we're seeing here in these facts. Yeah. Because people don't feel like they have a voice or they can share how they feel yes. or they can share their emotions and they can be honest and they can just have somebody to lean on and they, and they can talk to. They won't judge them or look at them differently, right? Yes. So that's why I'm really big on like these things just because I'm, I'm like Ashton said, I'm not surprised um, in terms of really the homicide and the suicide because, of course, we see the suicide rates up for men, young men, children, you know, uh, like boys. Um, I mean, and then the homicide, of course, like when you don't have an outlet to be able to talk about these things that you're dealing with and that you're going through and you feel like nobody knows, you get into these behaviors and you start getting to, into these different lifestyles. Yes. And then, you you know, guns and money and drugs, like yeah. all that stuff becomes so big and you you taking each other out one by one. Definitely. So wow. it's just it's so much that um that is contributed to this idea of being healthy, 
right? Yeah. And it really starts off with that mental health. Definitely. Yeah. With that yeah. mental health. You know, I was um last last month I was um a, a friend of mine. Um, he posted something on Facebook, so I reached out to him to see what was going on, and he proceeded to tell me that his godson, who had just turned 16 on May the 1st, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I was, and I was just thinking yesterday about how I believe there is a demonic assault on men. Yes. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. Um, young men in particular, because the, the scripture says that the old men provide wisdom. Mm-hmm. So if you snuff out the men while they're young, then that means a generation will come into being without wisdom. Wisdom, absolutely. Yes. Making the same mistakes and dying younger and younger because there's an absence of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's bigger than just, you know, preserving your heart and preserving your emotions and making sure you don't get cancer and all that kind of stuff. It's about making sure that we're around to provide wisdom for another generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, uh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. No, I just. I don't know. That's just real. It, it it just tears my heart up when I hear about young people committing suicide. Um, just because I've you know been close to it multiple times um, with you know young people that I serve and that I was connected to, and um, it just tears me up. It's just like you know, like you just kind of want to just get all the kids that you know and just like give them a hug yeah. and let them know yeah. that like if nobody else is here for you, like I'm here, you know, because it just. It really just tears me up. That's so real. I'm yeah. praying for him and yes. his family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I talked Ooh. to him, his um, he was at the house and he had to get off the phone because the mother had an anxiety attack because he did it in the house. Mm. Um, so it, it's it's a crucial time. But um, I have one more question before we go, and that question is: What concerns you most um, as it pertains to your own health and the as as well as the men in your life? What, what's your greatest concern? I think for me, it's just more about exposure. Hmm. And when I say that, I think, again, um, in my generation, you know, we have learned so much um, because this. I feel like this millennial generation has been a lot more open mm-hmm. to a lot of things that have, you know, just come through with life. Um, and so, like, and I also feel like my generation – has also taken the time to do the work and get the help that's needed, right? Mm-hmm. We're big on self-care. We're big on mental health, all these things. Um, you know, like we, you know, people don't put up with a lot of stuff. You know, it's just it's, it's just a different generation. And so I think a lot of the um, stigmas around therapy and all this stuff, like we don't care about that. We go to therapy. <laughs> we go to church. Like, you know, we don't, we don't, that, we, we like a couch and an altar. Like, it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the older generations, there's still some people that struggle in that. And I would yeah. say, you know, even for like like my dad, we have open and honest conversations. But I think there are some things about him that are still, still so traditional, oh, right? Man. So the more that I try to expose and discuss some of these things that um, – have been like untouchable for years. Mm-hmm. I think it creates this awareness for him. Um, like, okay, like I, I get what you're saying. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. So I think even the same thing for like my uncles and just older people in my family. Um, it's just more about exposure. So every chance I get, I try to 
um, create more awareness around like this topic of mental health and all of the things that, you know, like we discussed earlier, even in, in terms of physical health, um, like even if you don't exercise every day, like just get out and walk 30 right. minutes a day, do something to be active. Yes. Um, you know, like I, so I think it's a lot about exposure. Um, and I e- even think for me, um, I have been doing a better job in terms of like being consistent in my workout. Ashton made a joke earlier, but like I'm, I'm hitting the gym five days a week, and it has become like second nature to me almost again because there was a time when I was going, 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 and then I stopped, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't do it for a long time. So now I feel like I've gotten back into that groove, but I love how I feel after I leave, mm-hmm. right? I feel like just my mind is clear and everything that I did during the day is just weighed off. You know, it, it just feels so much better, and I feel like I can think clear, clearer. Um, I'm in a better space mentally, you know, so I really have loved like getting back into the gym, working out. Um, and then too, I want to like make sure that I'm around for a long time and I'm taking care of me, um, you know. And so even in that, you know, I try to eat better. Um, you know, y'all know how I feel about Chick-fil-A. I used to eat Chick-fil-A <laughs> every day, but that has even cut out. I can go weeks without eating Chick-fil-A okay. and be okay with it, right? Um, you know, I, I love French fries, so... If I eat French fries, I only eat them one time a week. And some weeks I can go without eating them. But these are just changes that I wanted to make because I said, you know what? If nobody else cares about my health, I have to care about it first. Yes. Right. So that's what I've been doing. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Now, repeat that question again because I was just so in awe <laughs> what he was talking about. My, my question was this. My question was, what are your concerns about your mental health? Not your mental health. I'm sorry. What are your health, your 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 concerns as it pertains to your health and some men in your family? If if that's the case, um, my concerns are just uh, just having a balance. You know, life mm-hmm. is a balancing act. Um, you definitely have to prioritize time for yourself to go and work out, be on your be on your own. Um, you have to practice setting boundaries. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a big thing. Um. And saying no sometimes, like I, I, I'm a person that I don't like to tell people no, mm-hmm. but uh, sometimes it's, it's necessary, and um, I've started practicing that myself. So, setting boundaries, and then like I said, just practicing mindfulness. Um, you know, when I have time throughout the day, say a little prayer here and there. Um, just making sure I take those little steps um, to add up to bigger steps. So. I like what Ronnie said. You know, he likes Chick-fil-A, but he doesn't indulge in it every day. So right. he, he's worked his way down to like once a week, and that's great. You know, I, like I said, I've I known this guy for a while. He used to come in the school every day with a Chick-fil-A, and I'm like, bro, like, if you're going to bring Chick-fil-A, bring me some. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, you know, you know, every day is a, another day to get better. And so you just have to continue to balance and work towards those things. And like you said, nobody's going to care more about it than you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, it's time to wrap up. And I want to say thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. And I want to say to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to check us out at www.simplybje.com and on our social media sites. God bless you and have an incredible day on purpose. And remember, your health is a big deal. Thank you for tuning into the Lifeline podcast. And it is our hope that we added life and value to your day. God bless.